welcome to Multiverse Key, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're getting back with your favorite team of dimensional hopping heroes. The Exiles. Uh, so it has been a while since we have talked about the Exiles. It's true, to the point where I kind of forgot what was happening. Yeah, because the last time we talked was maybe in, like, November. Let's open up the website, because that's what we have a website for. Yeah, I was using our Google Docs, which had our little rundown calendar. Looking at this, we have done a lot of episodes, and we're getting close to number 100. Like, this is number 96. Dang yo. Yeah, the uh, last time we covered Exiles was... Oh, damn, that was back in October. Yeah, damn, that's a while ago. Yeah, like, since then, like, Doctor Strange, the movie has come out, and I sort of forgot and about it. And almost shown up on DVD. Uh, we did the uh, Raider Request special. Uh, we had the Zombie Christmas Month, which led into uh, Squadron Supreme, and we did that great Christmas special. That's true. And then, like, last month we just did a bunch of random stuff. We even finally did Heroes. Uh-huh. And it was sort of disappointing because of audio quality. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the wait. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, speaking of specials, though, since you mentioned it, damn, yo. You see that Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special? Nope. It's great. I've pretty much been watching McElroy videos. Last night I did a CW catch-up night. And then, uh movies nice yeah well it's com it's um comedy bang bang and the lonely island teamed up nice and wrote this and basically used michael bolton from what he is now which is a lonely island person sort of a parody of himself yeah very cool at the same time i feel like he enjoys it he gets to cut loose and have fun and people like him again it's sort of like John Luke or uh, Patrick Stewart when he joined up with uh, Star Trek, and they sort of rough or they sort of softened his edges. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so we are currently going to be covering Exiles number seventy-five through seventy-eight, and as a brief recent recap, uh, the Exiles have been fighting with Proteus, who is a mutant who feeds off the life force of others, and he can bend reality. But his powers are incredibly taxing on the bodies of the people who he takes over. So he has to jump from body to body. Uh, he initially showed up in the House of M universe, where he took over the body of Beak's uh, normal universe wife, Angel. Uh, and then hopped into Mimic's body. Uh, Ooh, girlfriend, Mimic. Luke. Those children are bastards. Did they not actually get married? Nope. So, Proteus had been in uh, Angel's body when it was starting to run out. He switched into Mimic's body. Mimic, Proteus, then ran into the new universe where he possessed a guy named Justice, tried to take over uh, Starbrand, the wielder of the Starbrand, and escaped again. And that will bring us to where we are joining in here. And uh, this week we are covering Exiles number 75 through 78, which was written by Tony Bedard, with pencils by Jim Calafiore, inks by Mark McKenna, 
uh, with Tom Chu on the colors and Dave Sharp on the letters. And our current team is, and let's go over these as a team, Blink. Oh, Blink, she's from the Age of Apocalypse universe. She can basically teleport and is purple. Sabretooth. Um, he's a good guy in the Age of Apocalypse universe, also kind of the adoptive father of Blink. And, and yeah, he has his healing factor. You know him. He, he's also currently the team leader and is equipped with the Talus, which is oh, their yes. magical device that gives them missions. Uh, Morph. Uh, he's basically a ditto. He can turn into anything pretty much that he wants and is made of Play-Doh. He's uh, also the team jokester. Yeah, you cut out there after it turns into anything he wants. No, no. I didn't say anything. Oh. Okay. It was just a weird break. Yeah. Uh, long, uh, long shot. Long shot is a person who only exists in the Mojo verse. So there's actually only one of him in all of the multiverse. His whole entire thing is he creates like luck around him. So basically, anything he wants to do, he can do. Well, he taps into a luck field. Uh, he was created by Mojo, uh, Mojo's race, where these people call it the spineless ones. And yeah, it, he uh, taps into luck. He had previously teamed up with the Exiles before when they were captured and brought into the Mojo verse. He has since gotten his memories erased, and he's working with them because uh, Heather Hudson, who was the last member of the team who used to be Sasquatch, sold the video rights to the multiverse, more or less. Mm-hmm. And they're currently chasing after Proteus, and their other team member, Mimic, got killed, and neither of us are really sad about that. Nope. Some of us are even a little pleased. I think both of us are a little pleased. It's true. Did I go over the uh, creative team? Yeah, you did. Okay. And so we start off on Earth 6375, which is a alternate version of the 2099 universe, which is really weird because when they give a number a bit further into the ep a bit further into the issues, they name the actual 2099 universe, but at this point in time it had just been changed sort of unrecognizably from the start yeah and so and so we're going into a uh, earlier version that would have taken place before the uh hammer falls event that we had uh discussed on our 2099 special now you know why we had to do 2099 yep and so dr boone who is a spider-man character who in the hammer falls special organized a lot of the stuff to become Loki, is involved with the Virtual Unreality Project, which is a stupid name for the project. Like, oh. we didn't get into this before, because it, it, like, punches a hole through the universe and pulls stuff through, but it, it sounds like it should be some weird virtual reality thing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's a and, stupid name. And also, what does it this mean the... by unreality? I have no idea. Like Peter like David, pulling real things through that th through the portal. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this universe, Boone hasn't really gone super evil yet, and he and his partner pull out Proteus, who is currently in the body of the new universe character Justice, who's sort of like a gun-centric Green Lantern in terms of what he can make. Mm-hmm. And Miguel. Uh, and they disappear shortly after. Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099, 
needs to look for Boone, and his only clue was that it's Miguel. they had. Luke. Sorry, it's Mug- cool. I am out of it. Uh, Miguel O'Hara now needs to look for Boone, and his only clue was the last thing that they looked up, which was uh, Hulk twenty ninety nine. And so, because Miguel is secretly uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, he goes out to look doing hero stuff. And we didn't cover Hulk twenty ninety nine because he was not involved with the crossover that we did. Yep. But he was John Eisenhart, who was a studio executive who was looking into a group of Hulk worshippers for research who were called the Knights of Banner. Uh, they weren't really willing to help him with the uh, research he was doing, so he called the police on them. One of the Knights, named Gwen, set off a bomb, a uh, gamma bomb, and John was the only survivor, and he became the Hulk. And so, he kind of looks like... A killer croc version of the Hulk. I'd say Gene Simmons as the Hulk. The no, there's that too. Because he's got the tongue. And he's got that weird hair. Yes. It's like if you put a Gene Simmons wig on the Hulk, and it doesn't really fit to uh, his increased size. Nope. And, yeah. So, meanwhile, back at the Crystal Palace, which is the base of the Exiles, they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're worried about Longshot, who lost all of his memories, and they're also really concerned about keeping Proteus out of their minds. Uh, Sabretooth and Blink apparently have metal skull plates, which I guess is an Age of Apocalypse thing. Well, can we also talk about for one second, because I was noticing it when looking at this art, let's talk about how the new artist got Longshot's hair on point this time. Well, Jim Califior has drawn before, but yeah, he did not do that earlier arc as far as I call or even if he did he did the hair much better yeah yeah because last time it was like a weird broom handle if i remember right it was with that was also kind of a mullet at the same time mm-hmm. uh yeah Sabretooth and blank have metal skull plates Longshot has luck powers which they're really not sure how the luck powers work in this comic like as far as writing it because the original premise was that as long as he's doing good, Longshot has, like, good luck and good probability. But, like, here it's just like, oh, yeah, we, we, we can just explain anything with luck. And uh, Morph is initially going to be screwed over, except that Heather gives him a chip to, I guess, put his brain inside. I, I'm sure that won't become relevant in the future. Mm-hmm. And... They go into the universe, which is Earth 6375. They meet up with Spider-Man 2099 and go over pretty much everything. Meanwhile, John Eisenhart is having a meeting with Stark Fujikawa executives who want to capture him. He turns into the Hulk as Proteus and Boone approach. And the Exiles show up too late. And Proteus has already possessed the Hulk. And things start to quickly turn south. Uh, Everyone except for Blink and Boone are tossed out of the building because Proteus still has uh, are tossed out of the building where the exiles have to work together to save them and it turns out that Proteus still has some of Mimic's memories and connections and so he is sort of in love with Blink. Yep. It was kind of creepy. It is hella weird. 
Uh, long shot rush. Yeah. Longshot rushes in, and the pair are able to teleport out as an army of corporate machines start swarming the building. And we see glimpses of the other power bases in the 2099 universe, like Doctor Doom or the head of the Pixel Corporation. And uh, Stark Fujikawa sends in a squad of killers, and while Hulk is fighting them, Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man tries to save Boone, only to get caught because Hulk is easily able to kill them. And Hulk unmasks Spider-Man, revealing him as Miguel on national TV. Uh, Tyler Stone reaches out to the Hulk to try and assist him uh, in exchange for pretty much taking out his uh, greatest foe. But uh, other corporations and even Doctor Doom start arguing for the Hulk to join them. Uh, Miguel tells the, the uh, Proteus Hulk to not trust them since they all pretty much want to use them and they are evil super corporations. Boone tries to object to uh, Miguel's statement and then Miguel reminds Boone that he's going to lose his job since Hulk is able to uh, just punch holes into these universes and so Boone also agrees and uh, Proteus understanding that he is not going to have any more help in this universe just teleports away. Boone gets fired for uh, not backing up his company and causing the whole debacle and the uh, exiles show back up. Miguel begs to go with the exiles since his secret identity has been revealed. Fair enough. And yeah, so they teleport out of there and with them gone, Stone blames uh, Tyler Stone who's the head of Alchemax which was the company that Boone and Miguel had worked for. Uh, he blames Boone for the whole debacle, but Boone is able to use it to uh, haggle for a better job. Which is like a nice big change, but it would totally derail the uh, Marvel Universe, because Boone was one of the big people involved with the uh, Hammer Falls arc. Yeah. <sighs> so the Exiles return to the Crystal Palace, and Spider-Man starts asking questions that no one else has about like the nature of it. And uh, Heather who is pretty much regulated to computer duty because Teen she has no... nerd. Yeah. Because uh, she's out of power. Uh, she explains how it's sort of a trans-dimensional observatory that doesn't really have an outside because it's outside of space. So it, it's just like a room without any walls to reach into. It, it's, it's weird, but sure. And the Time Breakers, who are the uh, insects who... Uh, previously were running the Crystal Palace. They come in and blame the Exiles for messing with the universe more by chasing after Proteus. And they get uh, alerted to a new crisis on Earth-712, which is the actual Squadron Supreme Universe and not like a weird time-broken-off knockoff, which no. is why we did the uh, Squadron Supreme follow-up that got them back to their home universe. Because it actually follows through with that storyline. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I definitely appreciate. Yeah, me too. And so, if you don't want to go back and listen to it, uh, the Squadron Supreme had taken over their uh, country for a year. Uh, things got really bad uh, when they finally gave up power after the death of some of their members. They got uh, shifted into another universe while trying to fight a... Uh, 616 villain who was inadvertently going to consume their world. Uh, they were stuck in the 616 for a few years, 
finally got back and found out that there is a organization called the Global Directorate that has taken over the Earth. They reassembled their team and have and uh, now they're basically fighting against this government that's using their own technology against them. So the Global Directorate has currently launched an attack on their home base, so Hyperion, who is the Superman Sandin, and Zarda, the Power Princess, who is the Wonder Woman Sandin, are fighting alongside uh, Dr. Spectrum, the Green Lantern guy, Wizard, the Flash guy, Skymax, or the Skrillian Skymaster, who is the Martian Manhunter guy. Mm-hmm. And is the, Yeah, the Skrillian Skymaster. Uh, Amphibian, who is the Aquaman guy, and Nighthawk, who is the Batman guy, except that he's, like, the second guy to take up that title. Yeah, uh, unless all... Bruce wayne then, our original one. Yeah. Uh, Proteus comes in, inadvertently saving Nighthawk, while he is uh, looking around for Hyperion, and Proteus just starts absolutely wrecking the army that's there, and so the army retreats. Uh, Proteus knew about uh, Beak teaming up with uh, the Hyperians because of Mimic's memories, and so he fudges the truth about how uh, Beak left the team, and how the uh, Exiles are now hunting him down. And so when the Exiles show up trying to uh, separate Proteus uh, from the group, uh, the Squadron Supreme get into a pointless battle because that is 70% of what the Squadron Supreme does. It's like the part of their mantra. Mm-hmm. If we see a fight, we'll get into it. And if not, we'll start one. And they get into a big fight while Proteus escapes, and all of the exiles get knocked out like chumps. Yep. Uh, when they uh, wake back up, the Squadron Supreme is putting them on trial, which is a bunch of uh, bullshit, and it also has a bunch of like contingencies, so Heather can't just pull them out of the universe. Uh, Hyperion recounts his last encounter with the team, which was when he and another Hyperion were brought in to fight evil King Hyperion because of Beak. And, uh... Because Beak is good at making friends. Yes. And they had left Beak as the moral center, sort of like how Warlock was on, uh, Exiled. Yeah. Yeah, remember that, you, Luke? Yeah. If you aren't listening to Exiled Podcast, you should... Um, and now that he is gone, he's questioning, like, whether they should still be in power. Uh, Morph gets brought up to the stand, and they question the team's efficacy, and they raise some good points about how much damage the team normally does, but Sabretooth just gets angry because he does not like court scenes, and they start fighting, and that is when, uh, Heather ends up sending in the Time Broker, which is pretty much just a visual... Uh, artifact, which is pretty much just like a hologram that she can talk through and she recounts uh, all of the shitty things that the Squadron Supreme did uh, like using behavior modification letting the original Nighthawk die as well as like taking over their country mm -hmm. and all this led to the eventual takeover that has made them criminals and then Heather shows the Squadron Supreme a lot of the stuff that the Exiles have done saving the universe which is a lot of crazy shit like there has been so much stuff that happened like you remember when Thunderbird was on the team and he went to beat the hell out of Galactus yep that was a good time 
Remember and, Magnus uh, when he did nothing and died? But he led us into his hearts. No, no wait, we Not led really. him into our hearts. Magnus, let me into your heart. Because I don't recall. Where is he on our list of uh, Multiverse Luke? I'm pretty sure it's pretty far down towards the bottom. Yeah, you know what? Let's check out Trials of the Multiverse. Uh, Magnus is currently... How into our hearts was he? Uh... I think it's just Magnus's homeworld. Well, yeah, that's what I thought it would be. But, uh... It is not mentioned on there. Oh, uh, Earth 27. Dash 27. Uh, that's uh, number 330 out of 400. So, yeah, that is pretty he was low. not in our hearts. Well, you know, like, how sometimes you eat bad food and you end up having heartburn? Mm-hmm. I, I consider that being in hearts. That's fair, then. I'll mm -hmm. accept that answer. My bullshit is always acceptable, Devin. Uh, but yeah. They show that, uh, Squadron Supreme pretty much sucks. Uh, comparatively. Which Hyperion realizes, which is pretty great, because it's like, we've been squabbling over one universe while you guys have been saving about 50 or so of them. And Heather ends up revealing how the global director did actually lead to voter fraud until the last election. So, at, while the leaders of the global directorate are discussing the Hulk attack, the squadron and the exiles come in revealing that they have revealed all of the fraud on national TV and demanded na a real election. And the exiles are ready to leave, but Hyperion wants to go with them to basically keep an eye on them and Zard is like no you because he realizes that his world sucks yeah and Zarda denies him the exiles don't really want to let Zarda to go or the exiles don't really want Zarda to come with them but she ends up convincing them and they head on to their next world which is going to be something we discuss in the future mm-hmm now uh, whenever we do that I because we have to discuss the universes that are going to come up with there and I know we're getting close to episode 100 so I mean you know what happens when you get to numbered episode 100 right Devin right you get all those podcast stars yeah so all I mean I'm looking forward to getting that yeah, I mean me we could we could theoretically get to episode 100 before journey into misery does well no they started regularly posting again so we lost our chance but uh yeah hopefully nothing bad happens once we get done with trials of the multiverse so uh yeah this week we only have to put on earth 6375 which is the alternate version of marvel 2099 uh real marvel 2099 is in position number five i don't think this is close to being as good as that one is no uh, like it lacks a lot of good stuff I would be interested to see how this universe continues on my bigger thing is for me is more the fact that there wasn't enough of it both, like these, last two, both these last two issues I felt maybe should have been three issue story arcs as opposed to two like would you have wanted more 2099 characters to show up yeah like a little bit more 
I would have liked to see Punisher 2099. Just because it was kind of like, hey, we're here. Hey, there's the Hulk. Oh, he's escaped. Hey, we're here. Oh, we're on trial now. Oh, next universe. Well, it is called World Tour. It's not World. Have long enough to get acclimated to the universe. I agree. I, I still, I guess, think I should, we should, they should have done like one more issue per... I I can see it, but you know they're they're building up to a big episode, so that's true. Yeah, uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, Six Armed Spider Man? L- like, actually, I don't even think I like it more than that. No, just because... I like Six Armed Spider Man. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, John Jameson as Spider Man? Yeah, it's better than that. Uh, I don't like it more than Moon Knight had three different identities. That's fair. Cause that one. So our new uh, number 110 is Earth 6375. And uh, yeah, next week, uh, currently planned, we are going to be covering... Oh, well, we've got a Valentine's Day special that's coming up later this week. That will be recorded by the time that you're hearing this. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get into some future imperfect stuff, and... Oh, man, Devin, what's that outside? What? It looks like some sort of helicopter that says Podcast Police. Uh Uh-oh. Did you call the Podcast Police on us, Devin? I didn't. Well, maybe I did. Because at the same time, there's not one outside of my house, so I must be safe. Well, I guess I am the person who does, like, the editing. and. I bet it was James. James, you truly are the monster, not just when you play Wendigo. Calling the podcast police on this. Well, Devin. That's impressive that he did that to you, though, too. That would have been an international call. He's really out to get you, Luke. You can do that shit on Skype now or Google Talk. I guess that's fair. Well, I, I do believe we're going to have to initiate our Omega Protocols, Devin. So okay. do you remember how those work? No, re-explain them to me, Luke. Okay. So the Omega Protocols, which was a device that we initially mentioned in episode 27.5, is a device that will send you through space and me through time so we can continue podcasting, avoiding the podcast police who are apparently here to arrest us because we have more episodes than listeners. So, we will be back in time, hopefully, for episode 100. Well, and for the stuff that leads up to that. But in the meantime, Devin, you'll be cast through space to deal with alternate versions of yourself. I will be cast through time to deal with alternate, well, I guess not really alternate timelines of myself, but weird versions of myself from throughout time in podcast form. So, pray for Mojo as we get back. And in the meantime, uh, you can visit our website at multiversalq.com where we'll be getting up uh, image galleries for the past few episodes which we sort of got slack on. Uh, We're also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and a bunch of other social media. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the podcast police are storming the door, Devin. So until we meet again in the same space and timeline, this one's for Hank.
Pokeball with some Patreon. <laughs>